ancestors surround us. Welcome to Advancing the Art of Aging. I'm Carol Silver Elliott, President and CEO of the Jewish Home Family, a continuum of services for older adults located in northern New Jersey. This series of podcasts is really intended to both help you understand more about the Jewish home, but also to help you understand more about topics relating to aging and to aging well. Today, we're delighted to have as our guest Lauren Levant. Lauren is the Vice President of Human Resources for the Jewish Home Family. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here today. We're happy to have you. Lauren, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot when we talk about healthcare services, whether it's long-term care, assisted living, or even acute care, is workforce. Workforce is a huge issue for everybody. Tell me about it from the perspective of the chief human resources official. How does that play out for you? What is What are we doing with respect to workforce? Part of what we're doing for workforce is not just preparing for today, but also being able to prepare for our future. So when we're doing that, we're also tapping into the younger market, who is still trying to figure out what it is that they want their career path to be. We've gotten very involved with local schools, local colleges, to try to introduce healthcare as a possible uh, career choice. And I think one of the things that employees are looking for is that when they come to an organization, it's not just coming here for a job or a position, but they really want to know what investment are we going to make into them. And they would like us to be able to show them a potential uh, career pl- uh, plan for them. So if they were to start off as a caregiver or a certified nursing assistant, how are they going to be able to excel uh, in their field and their love for serving the elderly? So that's that's a really wonderful point about creating a career ladder. Can you give me an example of how that might work? Uh, someone who comes in, well, well, let's talk about the greenhouse, for example. We're getting ready to open up our first greenhouse at the Assisted Living in Rivervale. Uh, and this is a huge investment that we've made in as an organization to really perfect our craft and providing a new service uh, to our, our seniors. We have put employees who expressed interest Uh, whether they were a certified nursing assistant already or if they were even a porter and how they wanted to feel empowered to make a difference in the lives of the elderly that we serve. So it's really giving them a chance to build their skills, their credentials, and grow. Absolutely. So people who think that coming in as perhaps a nursing assistant or a housekeeper is the end of the line for them. That's really not the case. Not at all. If anything, it's just the beginning of it. And I'm so proud to be part of an organization that truly is trying to bring in cutting-edge services and really recognizing the talent that we have within our own walls. And there's no greater feeling when a new position becomes available. It's very easy to put a sign up near a time clock and say, anyone who wants to apply, apply. But when you walk up to that employee, and we've done this so many times, you and I together, and we've tapped them on the shoulder and we've said, there's a new opportunity. We think you're going to be perfect for it. Uh, We've done that with our Rocksteady Boxing Program, with our coaches. We've done that with the Greenhouse, and we've done it with so many other positions as well. And we're proud that we're able to see the true talent beyond just what they were hired to do. Yeah, I think as as a manager and as a leader, that's one of the great joys we have is when you can say to someone, 
I see potential in you. I see potential in you that we can continue to help grow. That's so exciting to be able to do that. But it also, it's something that starts from the top. So I remember our first meeting before you were coming to the Jewish home family or being considered to come to the Jewish home family, you asked me, what are some of the things that you want to do here at the assisted living? What are some of the things you want to do with your own career? And to be able to start that conversation and have the comfort and not just doing it for 30 seconds, but then to continue that idea and to see how the organization is going to be able to continue to support one's own aspirations. I really think that that's part of our obligation and leadership is to develop people. Is that a culture that you are also trying to build with the management team? Absolutely. And through our hiring process, we have additional tools that we are able to figure out what are some additional skill sets that they have. What is it that the manager can do with their employee to really try to not just perfect one skill, but really tap into the other interests that we've been made aware of during the hiring process. That's great. You know, we talk a lot in the field and you read a lot about recruitment and how difficult it is to recruit people into healthcare and specifically into long-term care. I know you've added some new tools and some new approaches. Can you tell us about those? So part of it is what I was making reference to uh, before is that where we're really getting a, a deep, a, a much deeper no about the individual, really where they're, it, it's just telling us where other interests are, where other skill sets are. And then it comes down to a conversation um, and letting the staff know that we are hearing them. Um, and that it's not just a one-shot deal, and that we continue to do that follow-through. Uh, but it's also making the employee feel valued, that it's not, not just here to take care of the elderly that we're here for, but we're here to take care of them as well. And some of the other initiatives that we're doing, which is really about uh, increasing engagement, and it's a simple thing with a partnership that started with our health insurance carrier, which was our wellness bingo program. And we've been doing this now. We're about to go into our sixth week. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure who's enjoying this more, the employees or myself, especially when they are sending me pictures of the different activities that, that they are doing for the subject of the week. So if people don't know what you mean by wellness bingo, can you describe it a little bit? It looks like a bingo card. And each week uh, we have a topic. So... Um, Safety and well-being could be one of them, or healthy cooking. And on each bingo card, you have, instead of one, two, three, four, you have these different tasks that you're to do to help support a healthy lifestyle of eating. And of course, it's not as simple as that, because I always have to complicate it and make it more fun. Uh, one week, it could be your regular bingo. Another week, I did in the shape of a T. So it's really expanding not just what they're doing, but how many squares that they have to complete in order to be eligible uh, to win the bingo prize for the week. Um, this week's bingo, I'm actually doing it in a complete square. And that is, of course, across the entire card, not just a little four or five squares that they, uh, that they get to complete. And then we ask the employees to send us a picture. Um, so many pictures of the healthy eating that I've, I've received. This week, the big uh, picture that I received Every employee has sent me one wearing their seatbelt, and that happens to be one of, uh, one of the ideas. And they're loving it. And it's not just about engagement, is it? It's not. It's, so listen, if we can't take care of ourselves, how is it that we can honestly be expected to take care of the, the elderly that we're here to serve? Absolutely. 
You know, let's let's go a little further with that topic. You know, it's no secret that we have all been living with the pandemic for a number of months, and certainly in the long-term care and assisted living settings, it's taken its toll. How are we helping to keep employees well, not just physically, but also mentally as well? What what is what is our approach to that? So about two months ago, actually, we sent out uh, a group text to all of our staff across the entire system. And it was a simple rating scale from one to five, and the employee needed to rate how they were feeling. It could have been overall. It could have even been just for that moment. And once an employee uh, started hitting three, four, or five, that is when I also started having private conversations with the staff members. And I have to tell you what we've been able to encourage um, and support is that we've referred the, uh, the employee to our employee assistance program. And I can tell you that during the pandemic, employee assistance programs have gone up 5,000%. And it's a free benefit that a lot of employees don't realize that they have. It's confidential. It does not put their job in jeopardy at all. I've had a couple of employees who have started the EAP program. They've come back to me telling me, how it is that they feel that they're able to talk to someone that is not necessarily connected uh, to the organization. They feel they have their privacy. Uh, One of them, in fact, has decided to continue on on her own, that the five um, sessions just wasn't enough. They needed a little bit more, you know, reassurance and a little bit of of therapy. And I, I think therapy goes a long way. It takes a stronger person to admit when they need help than the person who thinks that they shouldn't be saying anything at all. Well said. So really what you're talking about is a holistic approach to the employees. You're talking about their career growth. You're talking about their physical wellness. And you're also talking about their mental well-being. Is that what you would consider perhaps a contemporary approach to human resources? I do. You know, in years past, human resources used to be viewed as the disciplinary office, that if you're going to HR, you're in trouble. You're going to the principal's office. (laughs) Exactly. And that's really not what human resources is about. I mean, yes, are there times that we've had to deal with some uncomfortable situations? 100%. But for the most part, it's human resources is there to be your ally, to be your friend, to be your confidant. And hopefully every organization has changes that needs to be made. But if our staff don't feel comfortable in bringing up some of the issues that they're having, then we can't make a change. And we really strive for the Jewish home family uh, to be the choice place to work. So that also has an impact on retention. Absolutely. 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 That, that the staff feel that there is someone who is listening to them, that the staff are investing in someone's career growth as well. I mean, we're very proud to say the longevity of a lot of our staff here as well. Uh, the assisted living, they still, it's been open now for 13 years. They still have a lot of their original opening crew who are still here. Uh, even though there's changes and even though things have happened with the pandemic, you have staff members who are saying, this is my home. This is where I work. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to live out the rest of my career. So what's interesting to me, Lauren, is that, you know, in the midst of this COVID era, pandemic era, you're still talking about this um, multi-part approach to employees. It's not just get a person in, put them to work. You know, we're, we are in need of staff, so let's get them in and put them to work. That's not really what you're saying. 
No, not at all. And I think that very first day that they come in for orientation, it is not just about learning about the policies and filling out the paperwork. We just recently started two new programs, uh, one of which, of course, you're a part of, is that when the staff walks in for day one of orientation, they're getting a personalized note from the president and CEO of the organization. And when they open up that envelope and they see that, their face lights up. Like it really hits home. Like this is a place for longevity. The other thing we do on day one of orientation is that at lunchtime, you know, people could feel lost if they don't have their buddy. They don't know where to go. So we're now including department heads to come in during that lunch. It is not really to talk about work or their role at all, but it's to break the ice with the employee. And that has really, it has meant a lot to a lot of new employees. And we hear that that's a wow factor. And it's a simple little thing, but I don't think enough organizations take the time to realize you only have day one to make that real first impression. Absolutely. So I think it's really amazing that even with all the pressures to keep the staff in place and to make sure there's enough staff and having been through times when staff were ill, you're not losing sight of making sure that the workplace is a place where people not only feel cared for, but they also feel really connected. Absolutely. And it's, you know, th- this almost turns into a marriage. The reality is, is that we probably spend more time with each other than we do in our, with our own family and in, in our own homes, especially, you know, with the pandemic. We have gone through so many life events together that you really, you, you really connect. And it's what, what more, where else would you want to be except with your family? Your work family, I should say. Well well said. So if someone would like more information about becoming a part of the Jewish Home Family team, what should they do? They can email me. They can call me. Uh, My direct line is 551-444-3155. I'd love to talk to anybody who even has the simplest interest in building a career in healthcare. Uh, There's just so much that we're able to do for, for the seniors that we serve. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All of the children rise. Elders with wisdom rise. Ancestors surround us rise.